Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Introducing the new three-for-one bundle from Xfinity. Save big on unlimited internet and streaming when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash three-for-one, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. All right. Another edition of Boxing Chit. So Joshua here along with Slavin. 86 Boxing, Boxing Haven, The Connection. We're doing it once again. How's it been going, Slavin? Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> we got some hear. sunshine here and blue skies. <laughs> All right, cool. sounds good. Yeah, we have yeah. a little bit of uh, sunshine here today. It's been pretty good weather the past few days. A little rain mixed in, but not too much, so can't complain. Yeah. So right. it's, the, the snow is done there. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> Thank okay. goodness. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good. Well, along with it heating up, the boxing world is also heating up, and we can jump into yeah. that. A lot of action is taking place, and a lot of good, good action is coming up. Of course, mm-hmm. we're recording this here today, which is April 17th. So yesterday, the big fight that took place was the pay-per-view between Errol Spence Jr. and your Danis Ugas. Of course, Spence came in with the WBC and IBF welterweight title, if I'm not mistaken, and Ugas had the WBA, which he would have won by virtue of defeating Manny Pacquiao in what was supposed to be a fight between Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence before detaching his retina last year. So this was going to settle the score on who was the top welterweight between them. And... I will say that Errol Spence Jr. did not disappoint. He ended up winning via 10th round TKO after he pretty much closed Ugas's right eye and it was swollen to the point where he couldn't see out of it and the doctor ended up stopping the contest. But taking the eye out of the equation, it was just an outclassing uh, that was dished out uh, Thea Spence, because Spence, he seemed to be in the best form that we probably have ever seen him. And the way he was able to dismantle Ugas throughout that fight showed that he is pretty much the top welterweight in the world, him and Terrence Crawford, of course. And I know that's the big fight that people are clamoring for. I don't know if you had a chance to check out the highlights or anything from this Spence Ugas yeah. fight, but that aside, I'm sure you have your thoughts on it on both fighters. So, what did you think? Yeah, I did uh, see the highlights, of course. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, early on, like first six rounds, it looked like a pretty even fight to me, even though, yeah, maybe Spence was doing a little better, but uh, he got also knocked against the ropes in the sixth round, I believe, by Ugas. Yeah. So he, Ugas did pretty well, I mean, I, as I expected. But uh, in the end, yeah, he got a really bad 
swelling that looked pretty grotesque and uh, yeah and simply dished out beating and so yeah <laughs> he was as i expected i mean i didn't really expect him to win by a knockout and uh, i said that maybe he can win if something like this happened like a bad bad injury you know? i then i can see him uh winning by stoppage i don't think i i don't remember exactly my prediction but i think that i said that uh, only he can pull it off you know like a yeah. stoppage yeah yeah I, I get what you're saying there yeah i figured that spitz was the better fighter coming in and, and i'll say that the knockdown or the stumbling into the ropes that happened with Spence there in the sixth round was due to a mental slip. Ugas knocked out his mouthpiece and Spence stopped and he was looking for the mouthpiece and got hit with a All few right. punches. And that's what ultimately sent him to the ropes. And uh, Lawrence Cole was the referee who we've seen on a number of occasions and he always gets to big fights in Texas, you know, his brother's on the athletic commission or over it. But Lawrence Cole looked like he was going to step in there, but then he changed his mind all of a sudden. So Spitz took a couple of shots right there. It was just a weird little sequence uh, that, that yeah. was tied to the mouthpiece, but um, he was able to bounce back from that. And, and and like you mentioned, yeah, I didn't foresee uh, Ugas getting to stop his victory over Spence. And I knew, uh, I figured that if there were a stoppage, it would be Spence. But I did think it would be a bit more competitive and had the potential to go 12 rounds. But from what I saw, I only gave Ugas one round. It just so happened to be that sixth round where he was able to get off those uh, clean shots uh, during that whole mouthpiece fiasco. But outside of that, Spence looked like a man possessed in there, and he had a high motor, and he was throwing punches pretty much nonstop and throwing them with authority. And I think he was probably doing this to show that, hey, detached retina, the accident, all that aside, I am still the top guy out here at 147 pounds. And it's hard to argue with a performance like that, though Crawford yeah. just previously stopped Sean Porter, who was also a top caliber fighter. Yeah, that was a more like maybe a TKO, a, a more of a, a knockout than this, uh, because oh, yeah. he did, did drop uh, Porter twice. Uh, yeah, I think Spence was definitely looking to make a statement, and I, I did watch the pre-fight, the, the, the last uh, press conference, where they asked him about this, uh, I mean, uh, if he had slowed down following the accident because of the Garcia fight, it was kind of boring. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, <laughs> very like, yeah, I'm going to show you that I haven't really slowed down. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, he, he did. <laughs> yeah, he was looking to silence those doubters, obviously. Because, yeah, he had been given uh, some, you know, quite a lot of doubts, you know, by some yeah. of the sports writers. And, <laughs> but that's kind of typical, right, by them, <laughs> for mm -hmm. sports writers in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he can uh, now challenge finally. I mean, get to challenge Crawford and... Uh, if that fight should happen as soon as possible. And because also... 
Crawford is now what he's like uh, 36 or something, 37. I don't know. Uh, I believe it's 34. 34. 34. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, I believe right. he's 34. 34. Well, he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. 35 this year. Yeah, he's going to be 35, I believe, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, so I mean, he will also want, he will also want that fight to happen as soon as possible before yeah. he eventually, you know, you know, he's no longer at his best. So, yeah. Yeah, and I imagine both of them are seemingly, are, or have stated the potential of moving up that has come from the mouth of uh, both of them. So, Regardless of the outcome, this may be the last welterweight fighter for the two of them uh, if they fight each other here uh, at the end of the year. And this would be for the undisputed title, which would be pretty awesome. I can't remember when that when was the last time there was an undisputed welterweight champion. Uh, I imagine it's been a pretty yeah. good while um, thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, especially with those four titles now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had like yeah, Donald Curry, I think, and Lloyd Hannigan are among the last, <laughs> perhaps, undisputed welterweight champions. Yeah. And that would have been the three belt recognition, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. this is a first as far as in this four belt era. Maybe this will be a first uh, as far as getting an undisputed champion, which yeah. would be right. That's that's a statement making. It would be the biggest fight for both of these guys, and I think that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it works out for them. For, yeah. for us and the fans as well, you know, because uh, yeah, boxing has been known to let some of these fights marinate a little bit too long, but now seems to be the perfect setup after the performance by each of them. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Crawford is the kind of guy, even if he May not be. I mean, even now, I don't know how prime he still is, but uh, he's a really good, like, a technical boxer and uh, yeah. very clever. And he changes his uh, those rules from southpaw to orthodox, which is very unusual. And so he yeah. doesn't really depend so much on that physical kind of factor of being in, in the best shape possible. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you can always outbox you simply without, you know, being so. Yeah. Yeah, like, it does uh, make for it does make for an interesting, uh, interesting prediction. Just thinking about yeah. the potential tools that each would throw out there, and uh, who would come out on top. So that's that's going to be one that is going to have a lot of build up. So as soon as it is announced that it's yeah. a done deal as far as them competing. So I'm certainly looking forward to them. Uh, it's probably more anticipated, the most anticipated fight, I would say, since Mayweather Pacquiao, though I do feel that I do feel that Anthony Joshua versus a combination of Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder a few years back would have had that kind of same sort of view and, and lust to it but unfortunately yeah. those stars didn't align you know <laughs> yeah yeah i was just thinking well i think probably they'll make this fight by the end of this year i mean like october november i think most likely unless yeah. something of course should come up god forbid <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I agree. So, yeah, hopefully we get that. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, there were also a couple other fights on the uh, pay-per-view. I thought the pay-per-view undercard was uh, not really too good. Um, it was a it was fights that were that had guys who were a little bit past it in, in terms of uh, Jose Cito Lopez. Of course, Uriel Gamboa is past it. Uh, so Isaac Cruz defeated Gamboa, knocked him out, and Gamboa looked as horrible as he's ever looked. He's coming off of that injury. Of course, he's now 40, and he looked like he didn't have an ounce of explosiveness left, left in him. So hopefully this is his last time out, or at least yeah. at, at this level. You know, he's more so mm. sort of sort of stepping stone at this point. I mean, if I was his manager, there's no way I would let him fight, especially fight on, especially not against, you know, I mean, the guys that are rather elite level, or, you know, like Isaac Cruz, you know, I mean, he, yeah. he gave a Geronte Davis such a, you know, hard fight, and then you, come on, I mean, it's really r ridiculous. To, <laughs> yeah. Put Gamboa in there against a guy like a young tiger or lion, I would call him. I really yeah. want to call him. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I really hope Gamboa retires now. And he should have actually retired before. But uh, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah, that's the ego, back. you know. Yeah, the ego thing. And maybe the nostalgia also <laughs> working. Yeah. Yeah. And they're giving them paydays, you know, against these guys. So I'd imagine that's hard to turn down, you know. Yeah, and that too, of course, you want to secure his future, but there must be easier ways to do that mm -hmm. than getting like bashed like that, hitting your brains and body bashed. By yeah, and maintaining your senses, you know. Yeah, yeah so hope I mean. So yeah, Cruz is like what, 23, 24, I think, something like that. Yeah, he's somewhere in that range. Yeah, he's a young guy. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, it's just such a mismatch. I knew that there was no other way to end, but with Gamboa being knocked, knocked out, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, that was one contest. And then this guy, Cody Crowley, he beat Josecito Lopez, who's, who's, yeah. up there in age as well and his better days are certainly behind him uh so yeah it, it wasn't a great performance for Jose Cito Lopez but he lost the decision and he has never really been I mean uh, like a really elite maybe well <laughs> yeah not really elite level fighter like more like a B no. fighter got mm -hmm. a couple of good wins you know yeah, so, and he made for some exciting fights, you know. In this one, yeah. it, it wasn't exciting on his part because he he's one of those uh, guys who looked like uh, he he wasn't able to really engage in those sort of hard-fought uh, back-and-forths any longer by yeah. comparison to how he was uh, several years back. So I think he's coming here to the tail end of his uh, career as well. Yeah, just a tough guy, yeah, a brawler who, it was him who broke uh, Victor Ortiz's show, right? That was him, I, I believe. That was uh, kind of, he got a little lucky. Oh, okay, there. yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 they did fight. Uh, so that's his yeah. biggest win, really, I think. And I think he, he stopped another guy who was, like, very, like, I don't remember, but that was a, who was washed up. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, not yeah. too long ago. Who was that? I don't remember. But that's all, like, that's all of his credentials, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then uh, Francisco Vargas, you know, who came back a couple of years back, he was knocked out in the first round. All right. Uh, Valenzuela. And that of course, was... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were that able to was catch a it? Big surprise, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Vargas, you know, he's uh passed it himself as far as he's not that same fighter he was. And uh, yeah. you know, he, this is his second sort of run, I guess you can say, but it hasn't been too successful. He's probably right. one another fighter who should think about hanging it up as well. Yeah, it seems like he's really had a like a fast, how you say. Uh, road, I mean, fast uh, downward, uh, yeah, <laughs> spiral trajectory. Some of those wars, yeah, with uh, Salido and uh, Bershelton, mm. yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, he uh, yeah, I don't know if he has much crunch resistance, and he was already he already had issues with cutting, uh, so yeah, he mm. should uh, hopefully, you know, yeah. Um, another fight I wanted to mention is, and I was actually chatting with you in this regard, is uh, Batayev versus Danielis. Yeah. And this is a welterweight <laughs> sort of yeah. eliminator, I guess you can say. This was and a great fight. Eastern European showdown. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know if you were able to catch any highlights of it, but these two no, were, were banging. No, no. No. Like okay. You said, yeah, you, you told me it was a really good action fight. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. These two were uh, giving and taking with the best. Uh, so I thought that Stenionis won the majority of the rounds. It ended up being a split decision, which uh, many people felt that Stenionis wanted clear enough to be a UD. Uh, but Batayev, he had some good moments. Moments. I only gave him two rounds in the fight. And uh, I think it was primarily because Stanionis was uh, a busier fighter than him throughout this. And he was landing, and his jab is uh, very elite. Stanionis, this is, he, he was showing an elite jab, and he was hitting it, with, landing it with pop against uh, Bataya. Bataya have had some moments, and at the end, uh, both of them, them, their eyes and things were swollen. So you know that they were landing hard and heavy, but... They're definitely, um, the two of them are a problem at welterweight. And Stanionis, I have to give him his props because I felt that he was being pushed out there rather quickly and he didn't have a ton of fights under his belt. But after seeing how he handled being in there with Bataev, yeah, he'll be a problem for any of the top 147 pounders. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. It, because he's like uh, the guy... Gideon sees from Lithuania and a welterweight, and uh, mm -hmm. so you know, <laughs> but uh, he seems to be perhaps even better than uh, Kavalyauskas. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, he's better than him for sure. I think he's yeah. a, a much stronger fighter. Uh, Kavalyauskas, the mean machine, he, he uh, yeah. he's a solid fighter for sure. You're solid, more of a more of a classic puncher right yeah yeah boxer puncher yeah 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 and um and 
Virgil Ortiz, uh, I think him and, of course, Crawford had beat him in Virgil Ortiz, the type of punishment he was dishing out. Uh, that was able to stop him as well. And Stanionis, seeing how he looked against Bataev, he can take he can take a punch. He can definitely take a punch. I would say both of them could. Uh, and Bataev, of course, he was taking he was taking more of the punishment, but he kept coming forward. He was like, doesn't change his expression. But uh, Stanionis showed that he's probably the top fighter out of Lithuania. And that's just basing yeah. it on how he looked in there with another elite level opponent or, or opponent who had elite level traits at, at, at the very least. So I think that he'll be a, a, a tough matchup for anyone. I would like to see him in there with the guy who, so the two of them primarily uh, worked from inside the pocket. So they were there and there was no backing up. They were just going at it. So we, it'll be interesting to see how he looks against a different type of uh, fighter who uh, isn't, sort of there to bang with him. He has to move around a lot, but I know he beat uh, Thomas Delorme. He didn't look too good, but he, they were saying yeah. he said in his interview, that was the worst uh, he Delorme. had worked ever. So, you know, Delorme I think he's pretty, legit. Yeah, Delorme is, you know, should really think about hanging yeah. him up. <laughs> yeah, speaking of guys, it should hang him up, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's it's good. I like the fact that there's another because you know those Balt Baltic states never had that many boxers. Oh yeah, uh, especially not successful ones. Mm-hmm. But now they got like with Breedis from Latvia and this this oh, yeah. this guy from Lithuania uh, with Kavalyauskas, of course, before him, but uh, still. Now it's kind of starting to shape up also there. That's good, of course. Yeah, yeah. The more the merrier. (laughs) No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Breedis might be the class of uh, the Baltic states, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah. I'd like to see him back in there, you know. I'd like to see him in there against a Coley. I know we've talked about this a number of times. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He's really, really talented guy, really, I mean. Just the fact that he kind of, I thought that he beat uh, Alexander Usyk actually in that fight. So even though it was cold, yeah. but I thought he did like he did win like seven rounds. I I believe that he did, but <laughs> you know he didn't yeah. get that decision, of course, because he was still not such a big name back then, unfortunately. You know, and Usyk mm-hmm. was, and that was the decisive fact. Factor, I believe, <laughs> but now yeah. uh, he he is uh, a big name. So yeah, he is. He is. And, uh, yeah, I agree. So strong, he's thirty-seven. Guy. Yeah, hey, but that's the problem. He's now getting on age, but still, so, I think he he's got a couple of years left before he's totally <laughs> washed up. That was, yeah. yeah, he'd be a good. Yeah, him and Okoli would be a good fight. Oh. Hopefully, we get that next before it gets a little too long in the uh, long in the tooth as far yeah. as uh, that fight being made. I see he fought last October uh, against Arthur Mann and won a uh, third round TKO. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully something gets lined up for him. I, that's why I did like the uh, World Boxing Super Series because the cruiserweights were able to get some love there and they were get, able to get spotlight that they typically don't get. Mm. 
Yes, now I appear from the dark. <laughs> there was <laughs> dark, so I had to ask my mother to put on, turn on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to go. <laughs> Just getting dark here, you know, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is right. It's uh, yeah. more in the evening there. Yeah, that's right. I think, well, Coley is, of course, a big challenge for anyone with his height and size, and he can punch, but uh, as we saw in his last fight and some of those before that, like against Maddie Askin, I watched that fight yeah. live, I remember. When, whenever he's not able to really, I mean, to put away his man early enough, then he has problems and the fight kind of gets uglier and, yeah. you know, he has to go the distance, <laughs> kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, wrestling and yeah. That's what, what happened in his last fight, also, of course. Yeah, sloppy so, got a little, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think awkward. that's simply because of his height, and you know, he's mm -hmm. not so those very tall guys are not so effective always, uh, offensively. So, yeah, it's better to be <laughs> of normal size, guys. Don't, don't forget. <laughs> And you oh, yeah. very tall guys stick to basketball and stuff like that, brother. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, 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 I definitely feel you there. Cool. Well, yeah, so we'll see what's in store there um, for uh, Breedis and Okoli and see if any announcement or anything comes about. But uh, in that regard, of course, one of the fighters, I think Okoli, is it um, – who's this trainer? Is it um, – what is it? The son of someone, uh, McGuian. Ingle, uh, maybe. Dominic. Oh no, Ingle. So yeah. it's not not one of the the McGuian, but that's the sec or yeah, maybe that's that guy, uh, Mc uh, yeah, McWigan. McWigan, yeah, I think Shane. that's a, yeah, Shane. Yeah, Shane. So yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think that's who uh, Coley's trainer. But they had another fighter, Chris Billum Smith, who fought uh, on the. Oh, yeah, card. I saw that one. Yeah, I actually I missed it, <laughs> but I caught that tail end right there as it finished. Yeah, he was fighting that black Irish guy, Tommy McCarty. Tommy yeah. McCarty, yeah. So it was a stoppage or a KO at eight rounds. He landed Chris Billum Smith landed yeah. a solid combination that uh dropped him. And I've seen Billum Smith a, a number of times now, just by virtue of he's fought on a lot of these his own cars and was on them during the pandemic and all that stuff. I think he's uh fairly solid. You know, he has the size. Uh, he yeah. seems to uh, have the charisma, the name, and everything to be so a major player. So it's just a matter of how he continues to look moving forward, and if he continues to get yeah. better, I think he can be a, a pretty uh, good or a big name. Yeah, definitely, and it just depends on how he's uh, guided, you know, in future and trained. Uh, yeah, it's all, and then, yeah, but I just kind of remember uh, Joshua Watts, he's, he's going, going oh, yeah. to have a fight soon also. Yeah, yes. that's true. He's Against been, he's... Uh, that guy, uh, what's his name? Yeah, like, uh, uh, Michael Richards or something like that. Or Craig, maybe I don't know. Craig, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. is the guy that uh Dimitri Bivol fought. Uh, oh yeah, right. A year or so ago. 
So it's, it's so, a uh, decent opponent, a uh, decent opponent for uh, Buachi. Yeah, Buachi is really uh, he's got a lot of, uh, I guess, raw talent, but uh, sometimes I think he's got some defensive issues still. That yeah. he is sometimes too wide open for kind of uppercuts. Because when I watched that fight against Bolotniks, when he, he didn't okay, win, yeah. yeah. By TQ, but he was taking quite a lot of shots from a guy who is not exactly you know war a war level fighter. He's more like a European level politics, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, yeah. Bulatsi's eye was like almost closed in that fight, right? Or it might have been closed. Yeah, he did. I'm I mean, not he, he was taking quite a lot of shots, and I believe he was like three or four rounds at least of the first 10 and then he got the stoppage in the 11th so that yeah. was a pretty yeah like all right performance but you know i wasn't really impressed because that guy had that been like someone like really really solid like world war class then all right that, that would be a really yeah. good performance but this is a guy and yeah, by the way, he's also from Latvia, this guy, Bobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that fight. Uh, yeah, it was a tough one for uh, Buaxi. Uh, yeah. But I'll say that guy, he had a uh, somewhat uh, awkward style, but he had a never give up mentality, you know. So when Buaxi yeah. was hitting him with stuff, hey, he was he was bouncing right back, you know. He had heart and grit to him. I get that. Yeah, he was such a funny guy. It was like before the fight, he was saying when he wins, he will uh, eat pizza and drink beer. It was like <laughs> very, very jolly. He was almost convinced he was going to win. You know? mm -hmm. So that's good when somebody has really good confidence, even if it's a little too much confidence. But yeah. it's positive. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And I think that... Um... I think how Matchroom has brought along Buatsi so far has been pretty good in the sense that I think he's faced a lot of different styles so far in his career, and I think that should play out mm -hmm. to be a benefit moving forward. So we'll see how yeah. he handle it, handles things as the competition continues to step up because now he's entering that territory where, hey, you're top 15, top 10 guys here that you're going to be facing, you know? Yeah. He's starting yeah, we'll that at least. <laughs> yeah, that will be very exciting to see because what he does, he has a power, but he also you know can be hit, and that's why he's like a potentially exciting fighter to watch. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree for sure. And speaking of exciting fighters, of course, this card uh, that Chris Bill Smith was on was headlined by none other than. Connor Ben, son of the great Nigel yeah. Ben, as they say. He was taking on yeah. Chris Van Heerding. Van Heerding, a South African fighter who came in with only two losses. I believe it was Jerron Ennis and Errol Spence who gave him those two losses. Yeah. I'm mistaken. So Van Heerding, he's a solid guy who can box and has generally shown that he has a pretty solid chin, but he does eat a lot of punches. Uh, at least that's the case when he's in there with an elite guy. And that has been sort of his uh, downfall. I think he also lost to uh, Amir, well, Amir Khan. So I could, yeah, or something happened with him. And I, I believe he faced Amir Khan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, or he, he had one fight, lost one fight early on points. I mean, that yeah. was a close one. 
Uh, I, I don't remember. Oh yeah, not Amir Khan. So yeah, I'm mixing him up. I was thinking Phil LaGreco. That's what I was thinking of when Amir Khan fought him. So not Chris right. <laughs> So yeah, Ben Heerden, yeah, his losses are to Ennis and um and, yeah, that's, and that was like a technical draw really against Ennis. Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. It's not it wasn't a loss. That was a no decision. They take yeah. it to another decision. Oh yeah, I remember that. They had a headbutt right there at the beginning. So his loss was to yeah. uh, Nikola Stevanovic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's 2010. right. The Serbian guy, yeah. He was pretty good. Uh, a light wow. middleweight, actually. Yeah, he was a light middleweight. Yeah, he I actually, remember. I just looked him up, and he actually, uh, he... After that fight, he fought in once in 2011 and 2012, and then he's been out. But he had the fight in 2021. That he yeah, it's uh, a shame because they didn't really have in Serbia. They don't don't have that many uh, boxers who are yeah have fought like on that level. You know? Yeah, so I wonder. Wanna, yeah, yeah, I wonder what happened because uh, that's a uh, almost ten year gap. I mean, he's 34, mm. so he's uh yeah, he, he was seemingly pretty good as he was young. Yeah. Not that I old, believe, but yeah, I wonder what happened. Yeah. I remember he fought the brother of Arthur Abraham once. Yeah, he lost on points, I believe. Mean, yeah. But that was in oh, yeah. you know. So yeah. <laughs> I think I watched that fight. So yeah, that's why I watched the whole fight on this channel once. Uh yeah, when I had the fight channel, uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> when you could mm. get that stuff like for free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but he was yeah, like, I, he, I remember he was a really like offensive fighter, but he didn't have much power. That's oh, okay. right. He was a very, very like aggressive and yeah, tough guy. Sort of like uh, Josh Warrington, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> we didn't have, yeah. quite have that pop. Well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Connor Ben, man, he wants yeah. to be the real deal. Uh, the way he handled Van Heerden and broke him down right there in the early parts of that fight. Uh, he looks to be the real deal. He does have yeah. pop. He has speed. He has the mentality, and he looks like he's uh, going to be a very, very elite finisher, too, because when he gets someone hurt, he knows how to get in there and do what he needs yeah. to do. So I will say that he looked good in that performance, and this opens up the door on what could be as far as his next potential opponents, and a lot of names have been thrown out there, some of them being veterans who are pretty much a little past it to a certain degree, but may still have a little bit left in the tank, a la... Amir Khan, of course, Adrian Broner's name has been thrown out there. Uh, Kel so Brook. Kel Brook, another one, which would probably be a, a better option as far as yeah, if it were between like, Brook and Khan, uh, but we'll definitely. see. <laughs> Khan is really a shot guy, definitely. And, uh, but yeah, I really love... Uh, He's uh, the Conor Ben's athleticism, really. I mean, he's like a panther when you watch him. <laughs> he's pretty, 
amazing. And yeah, I love that the fact that he's so aggressive. He doesn't really, he doesn't dwell. He doesn't wait so much uh, to throw, you know, the yeah. shots to attack. And I always hate it when fighters do that and they wait and wait and, you know, and when they are too cautious. I don't like yeah. that. I mean, nobody really likes that, of course. <laughs> so yeah. he's uh, very aggressive, but still he does he does know how to pace himself and when not to throw, throw when to throw, and yeah. Yeah, I, so, I agree. That yeah. for sure. But yeah, he seems to have a pretty solid pedigree, and he's athletic and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he'll just have to kind of maintain that control because you can tell he has uh he brings emotions into uh, what he's doing. So he he has that passion and everything about it. So as long as he stays buttoned up in that sense, uh, then yeah, he has a bright future. And yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see who he faces next. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he would, <laughs> or Scale Brook would be a good choice. Uh... Yeah, or uh, somebody maybe I don't know, like even somebody in Stanyolis maybe or you know, and he now even holds a oh, yeah. smaller version of the title. So <laughs> that would be, that would be right uh, hey, that would be a tough one right there. That would be a tough. One. I don't. I think that's a 50-50 fight in some sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be an interesting one right there. I yeah. I don't see them making that right now or maybe, again, who knows yeah yeah or maybe even uh david avanesia would be a good point oh yeah avanesia's uh, name was thrown out there yeah. and i would say yeah. yeah that's a major step up that because avanesia yeah. is a beast yeah he really is i mean especially in the last few fights he's been really <laughs> wrecking guys and yeah uh, pretty good fighters yeah also kind so, of yeah yeah yeah, I agree. So, yeah, if he were to go step in there with uh, Evan Asian next, I would say he deserves all props. I would say yeah. he definitely deserves all, all props. Um, I would, and I've thrown this out there before, but it's probably not going to happen because I don't know what his mind or where his mind is. But even um, Kelly, Josh Kelly, Connor Bean versus Josh Kelly. Yeah. Josh Kelly, right. Who David Evan Oh, yeah, he was knocked out, right, by Avanesia. It was, I don't remember, was it the first round or? It was the uh, sixth, maybe. I don't know. Sixth, yes, it was the sixth. Yeah. So he has yeah. a fight lined up for May 13th. But, you know, Kelly, they were uh, highly touting him as this top prospect, which he was, and he looked apart, you know, but maybe he, he moved yeah. up a little too quick uh, or. Or at least they thought too much of him a little too quick because I also thought that he lost to Ray Robinson and he ended up being a majority draw in back oh, in yeah. 2019 as well. That was also the guy that Kavaliauskas drew, drew against. I think there was some yeah. controversy around that fight, but the result, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Robinson got the short end of the stick a few times and he definitely uh, I thought outboxed uh, Josh Kelly, and that's where you kind of could see that oh, hey, yeah. maybe maybe he's not that re- not ready yet as far as that level of opponent. But it, two fights later, he was in there with Avanesian, and uh, Avanesian basically broke him down. 
Yeah, he's really been. I mean, he was stopped by Kalyauskas. That was actually a surprise, Alanisian, uh, but still, yeah. you know, that was simply a matter of him taking on a really, really big puncher and yeah, getting taken out. But, uh, and he lost a decision to a... Lamont Peterson. Oh, yeah, but he's still a very good fighter. I mean, uh, who has actually probably learned learned something from all those losses. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would say he's better now than he was then, the way he looked as of late. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was going to say. And apart from beating an old Shane Mosley back in, when was that, 2016, oh, 17. Yeah. That was pretty much all that he had back then, you know. So, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, he still, yeah, he beat uh, Kermin Leharaga, the Spanish yeah. guy. I remember watching that fight. Um, twice. <laughs> yeah, oh, so he beat him twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, I guess uh, I saw, I can't remember which one I saw, maybe that last one. So that was a first round stoppage. But yeah, the sec second one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah, yeah, he kind of took his zero also. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Um yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. But he yeah, he's but over time also... The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC for natural-looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. He also a kind of limited puncher kind of type. Yeah. I know he seemed to have decent backing in Spain, um, yeah. which, uh, you know, they have some pretty decent fighters that have come out of there uh, that are still active now, of course. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, with, with Ben and and what he does next, yeah, and Avanazian, that would be a major statement and step up, in my opinion, and how he looks against him would uh, tell us a tell us a lot and and so we'll mm. see uh we'll see that was the only fight i was able to catch on this uh the zone card actually right. outside of seeing the uh little tail end highlights of uh chris billum smith so i still need to go back and watch some of the other stuff and i know alicia barm gunner defended her yeah. uh 
her title that she won off of uh, Terry Harper. Yeah, that was a pretty one-sided fight, I thought. <laughs> okay. Though it, that girl, a woman, Matisse, she landed a few good shots, but she wasn't really in the fight that much. Yeah, she with the just, name Matisse, you have an expectation, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> she just did this you know, entire fight, and then sometimes she would counter. That was all. I oh, hate okay. when you do that. You know, it's like Arthur Abraham style. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of too. So yeah, the, I imagine the punch stats looked uh, lopsided. Did yeah, I just call it the 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 cowardly style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Abraham used to do that in freaking. That's how uh, Kevin King pinned uh, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that's the he fought. It's very annoying. Yeah, annoying funny. style of fighting. He would take all that punishment and then he would try to talk trash, but you're not even throwing any punches, you know? Yeah, it's just r- ridiculous. Like. <laughs> cool. So, uh, moving ahead. Going back a week, April 9th, Golovkin yeah. Murata. Hopefully, you're able to catch some of uh, what took place with that. I actually watched it live. It was at eight something in the morning here when they, I, I just so happened to click yeah. on the thing because I was asleep and then I woke up and I was like, oh yeah, it's coming up. As soon as I jumped in, they were uh, already in there for round one. They were only yeah, a few seconds, seconds in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I also watched it live. It was around two o'clock in the afternoon here, I believe. And uh, yeah, it was a <laughs> rather a big, I mean, a surprising fight in some way because uh, Murata was I mean, at first he looked better, definitely, in the first five rounds. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was doing a lot of... He he hit Golovkin a lot, you know, in those first five rounds. Yeah. But, you know, Triple G obviously still has that chin of his... Uh, <laughs> and oh, he yeah, just he took all those punches, you know, and... Uh, didn't look any anywhere close to being you know, in real trouble, but uh, he did take some really clean, hard shots. And uh, then, you know, of course, you saw what happened. He, in the round six, he started, you know, to yeah. really push back uh, Murata. And, yeah. Yeah, he was really looking at, like the Golovkin of old at that point. Yeah. That was, uh... Suddenly, there was like no stopping him from round eight. There was, you know, I mean, you could see that uh, he was going to stop Murata. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, Murata started taking even more shots. And Murata, of course, has never been known for his defense, but he was doing pretty good uh, to start out things. Yeah, and Murata, the problem was he hadn't had a fight for two years, you know. So that was a big mistake, of course, (laughs) by his management. But, yeah. I guess so, they kind of thought that oh, Golovkin is old now. You know, you, you can take him now. <laughs> so I'm guessing so, he hadn't fought since he rematched Rod Brent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or no, he fought Stephen Butler. Stephen from uh, yeah from Canada. Oh, that okay. Was, so he did have. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. That was in 2019 as well. So, yeah, yeah, I knew it had been a minute for Golovkin as well. You know, he had been out since the beginning of 2020, though. So, yeah. But, yeah, Stephen I Butler, mean, I see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the difference pretty much. I mean, you could see the difference between a, a very good fighter and a great fighter in that fight, you know, simply <laughs> because Murata is a very good fighter, no doubt, but uh, he's still... Yeah. He isn't of Golovkin's caliber and never will be, so, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I certainly agree in that regard. Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of fights. He's 19, and he's yeah, already, yeah probably uh, yeah closer to that tail end. Uh, he's, he's 36 uh, now. So. Yeah. So. And of course, Golovkin is 40, but you know, mm. so he was a young Still guy. Still young. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting because now, of course, the chatter is after Canelo versus Bivo, the potential for that rematch or that trilogy fight, I would say, uh, yeah. to kind of seal the deal on uh, and close it, close the deal on the whole Golovkin Canelo rivalry. So this will require mm. Golovkin to move up to 168 pounds, I believe, which would mm. be, um, I, I don't know, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe that's a comfortable thing for him at 40. Yeah. I don't know how I much he cuts. Yeah, it, it probably would like like by now it shouldn't be kind of uh, <laughs> rather hard for him to to make one sixty yeah. because he's also you know naturally quite strong and robust and yeah muscular. I mean yeah. maybe not as much as Canel, but <laughs> Canel, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's uh, been you know under suspicion you know i, I don't he, have to he eats different there. type of meats you know <laughs> yeah that's right so but he's yeah. always been i mean Golovkin is very naturally strong and, and very yeah. tough guy. yeah Just, natural pop yeah a classic destroyer <laughs> yeah. and he made that he, he's definitely known for using that russian or that soviet style punch i forget what they call it yeah soviet area overhand <laughs> he made that even more famous um, yeah i mean he just the way he puts his punches together that's why he's so great you know simple as that i agree and, so, he, so yeah. yeah he um yeah he still seems to have a little bit left in the tank um maybe more than a little bit so it should be interesting, yeah. him and Canelo. Uh, I really don't know if he should, if it would be smart to fight Canelo because Canelo now is so much bigger and stronger than when they last fight, you know, fought. And still, I mean, <laughs> Golovkin is still, even though he's a rather young 40, he's no longer, you know, it's the legs they go. When, when you have yeah. to fight 12 rounds, which he, he most likely would have to, you know, against Canelo, his legs start to give out after like 10 rounds or something. And yeah, yeah. so he would, wouldn't have that advantage anymore. I mean, any kind yeah. of advantage. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing that I wonder about as well, because I'm looking, yeah, it would have been 2018, September 15th, actually, when they last fought. So you're talking. Ordering yeah, on five, six years before they're uh, actually going to be in there again for that second time. And we can yeah. definitively say that Canelo has gotten better, bigger, stronger during that time. And Golovkin yeah. has slowed down in his pace of fights. 
and mm. uh, seemingly slowed down a little bit just in his overall style and ability or, or you know, the way he carried himself previously, you know? He hasn't gotten better for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I would say. That's what I would say. Yeah. He hasn't gotten better. Maybe he's plateaued. I don't know yeah. if he's necessarily gotten worse, but he definitely hasn't gotten better progression-wise yeah. as we've seen with Canelo since that point. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I would say that year was probably when his prime ended, like 2018. Yeah. 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 And then he had the Danyanchenko fight. I don't know if that was 2019 or 2019. Yeah, it was. So he, he fought twice move. in 2019. Yeah. But he did look so great, you know. And, uh, yeah, that was a grueling little fight. Have lost and, yeah. And some yeah. people felt he did, you know. Some people felt he lost that. Yeah. I didn't think he lost, but uh, I could see that some people probably had it going a little bit differently, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, of course, people are tend to be a little more critical towards a famous fighter when he doesn't really, like, uh, yeah. look great. And he looks less good than usual. Then you say, oh, he should have lost. Yeah, I know. It's like that very often. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah and, and, you know, and Derevianchenko, he's pretty solid. So, that, yeah. it, in hindsight, it was a pretty good fight. But Derevianchenko had since then, yeah, I think that took a toll on him. And, um, of course, he hasn't been able to bounce back, yeah. really, since that Golovkin fight. Um, I guess it started with Danny Jacobs, but that wasn't as punishing for him. But this uh, Golovkin fight was punishing, and of course that Charlo fight was punishing for him. So that yeah. Chinko, even though he only had maybe like 15 fights or whatever, just looks to be already kind of past it, you know? Yeah, yeah and his problem is that he's not really a big puncher, but so he uh, always has to go the distance in these big, big fights, you know, against tough guys. And uh, yeah. he's not able to end those uh, fights, you know, and, uh, sooner, especially. So he's a brawler, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. He, and I'm looking at him now, yeah, because he had such a crazy trajectory because I was actually, I actually saw him in, um, in D.C. He was on one of those... Uh, when was this? Uh, turn, turn on some more light. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's really gone too dark now. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm uh maybe I didn't see him in DC. I thought he was, but I did see he I, I guess he wasn't on that. Uh, no, it wasn't him. Yeah. There was this Ukrainian guard that was in DC that at Lomachenko, it wasn't Deborevianchenko. It was actually the uh, guy who uh, Arthur Beterbiev beat, um, and he was well, undefeated yeah. at the time. The Ukrainian fighter, he was good. Uh, All right. The nail, the nail, I believe, is his nickname. Oh yeah, Vazdik. Uh, oh yeah, Vazdik. Yeah, 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 Vazdik. So saw him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Usyk. It was it was a nice card. It was at the MGM here in uh, DC. So. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of the Ukrainian fans turned out for it too. I think Wozik has had a comic fight, or has he? I do remember I seeing something about him doing that. Yeah, I think he won that one fight anyway, since Better Be a Fight. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, pretty good, of course, but 
just not simply not enough for Beterbi, uh, I guess. Oh no, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, it had to show up. I remember seeing his name in the uh, in in the air or out there online as a in regards to coming back. Yeah. It looks like it hasn't happened yet, but I do remember seeing some stuff about that. Yeah, it hasn't happened. That's right, because. And that's a shame. It's also two or two years since his last that fight again. Wow, yeah. Two and a half years. So that's going to be tough for him coming back. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, definitely if, if he has intentions on the title, then that trajectory is going to be tough for sure, too. Yeah, maybe so he will also... Back there. Maybe he will return as a cruiserweight because he's rather big, you know, tall, yeah, like heavyweight. Yeah. yeah, he's six yeah. two. Yeah. Six. Yeah, six two. Not his reach is not as long. Uh, Seventy-five and a half inch reach. Right. Well, given it, not long compared to his size, but yeah. the interesting thing. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, what he does. Um, but yeah. Um, and I know we were talking Golovkin, so yeah, we'll see what Golovkin does if he's just going to wait out Canelo, which may be the logical thing. I, I'm thinking that uh, Golovkin isn't going to turn this down because he's probably like, hey, this might be the last major fight of my career and yeah. doing that against Canelo, regardless of what the outcome may be, that's going to be a huge payday for him, you know? Yeah, I'm, I, that's why I fear it will not. It will be just too hard for him to turn that fight down. But I fear he will just suffer a bad loss and maybe even I don't know, a bad beating anyway. But yeah, that remains to be seen. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some bad blood there. So I'd imagine Canelo. Yeah. Canelo, Canelo, we know how hard as well. We know how hard it is to win against Canelo, you know, in in America or anyway in Mexico, also yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs> so you really gotta like uh, win ten rounds or something to to <laughs> to get a decision, I guess. Yeah, so, you, you do. You do. It'll be interesting yeah. to see where where it's hosted. You know, um, they're talking of. And I know I'm jumping to a different uh, subject, but just thinking about Canelo working with um, uh, Eddie Hearn, but oh, yeah. I imagine it's going to be in Vegas or something. <laughs> but you know, they're uh, talking of Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk being in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. I I don't like that. But uh, it's just yeah. the way it, it, the sport is right now. They just think about you know who can bring in more money, you know, can, mm -hmm. <laughs> which uh, event uh, can bring in more money. And of course, we know those guys over there are really filthy rich, and uh, yeah, <laughs> they are able to really organize a spectacular uh, event. So that's how it goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did. Uh, they yeah, they built that stadium for uh, Joshua versus Ruiz too, and it looked pretty nice uh, the way they went about that. Yeah, so I imagine they may do something like that, assuming that one has been taken down or whatever. Yeah, like my friend Anthony here, I gotta give a shout out. You know, Anthony Wayne, right? He's like very oh, yeah, against yeah. <laughs> that because of political reasons. And I, I do understand yeah. that. It's not really, uh, well, very fair or moral to hold such big uh, tournaments or fights there, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that political aspect is definitely one that raises uh, the eyebrows there, for sure. Yeah, it's well, you know, it's just the way the game is. <laughs> the, the, the business is business, simply. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's a freaking boxing, you know. They're going to do what yeah. they can do to uh, fill up those pockets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know there was talk of uh, Tyson Fury fighting over there once as well. Um, yeah, Fury is that's next weekend, of course. Yeah, the bigger that's, heaven. That's gonna be a huge fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finally, I can't wait. Well, <laughs> yeah, I had last heard they had like ninety-four thousand plus uh, tickets sold or something like that. It was just well, crazy, right? Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Pretty, Nothing pretty, like those UK fans. I mean, they really turn, turn, come out and turn up for boxing. <laughs> yeah. They are just in, in a league of their own, of course. <laughs> and, you know, and they put it in the equitable place. Uh, of course, if this were in the U.S., oftentimes they'll put it in Vegas. And, you know, the arena usually mm. holds like, well, the MGM holds like 17,000. Just thinking about like Mayweather Pacquiao, for instance. Um, yeah, it was just more about the money as opposed to mm. getting as many sort of butts in seats as you possibly can, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they do it the well money. over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do it well over there, you know, by do, doing it in a place like Wembley or you know, the O2 Arena or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, why, of course, then why just why stage those fights in Saudi Arabia when you have much better turnout i mean the fans yeah. i mean some of them will of course travel from uk to but still over there in uk you know you will have the maximum amount of those fans who will put on such a show of course themselves yeah yeah they would turn out yeah i think uh, a rematch between joshua and Usyk would sell a lot of uh tickets because they had 70 something thousand uh last time around might be even bigger even more now especially off the heels of uh this uh tyson fury dillian white fight yeah yeah this is a pretty big fight and uh i don't know if this to be fury said this to be his last but i don't believe oh yeah that, i heard so. that yeah <laughs> definitely not yeah. Definitely not if he gets a chance at undefeated with uh so it'll be interesting uh in terms of how that goes as far as say if Joshua wins. I don't know if there's another rematch clause or what, but if there is gonna be or if someone's gonna step aside, I don't see Usyk wanting to step aside to have a Joshua versus Fury fight take mm-hmm. place were he to lose. Uh so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. 
but what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, I think simply Lucy is such a wrong point for Joshua. Because, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's so good, simply and uh, tough and uh, really hard to knock out, of course. Maybe yeah. impossible, even. You know, so yeah, maybe uh, Joshua is going to have to, he's going to have to, you know, show a different side in terms of the character. Because yeah, I think he's going to have to, you know, win by force uh because i don't think he can outbox Usyk. no 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 way no way and uh that's his big i mean his major advantage is the power and uh, physical uh, you know side the size so he must really use that uh, yeah. maximally to win and otherwise no way I mean, and he might be a bit to... more inclined had he not been uh, uh, stopped by Andy Ruiz because yes. since then he hasn't really shown that side, except against Pulev a little bit. Yeah, Pulev, you know, he was already so old and, and yeah. wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course. I think Usyk will most likely win again, but uh, there's a chance that he can, you know, that Joshua can do something like score some knockdowns, some win on points, or maybe, I don't know, maybe get a later stoppage some way if he manages to cut Usyk badly and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Or yeah. close his eye, whatever. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I wanted to ask, yeah. had you seen the highlights or anything of the Erickson Lubin versus Sebastian Fundora fight? Fundora, <laughs> that guy is really yeah. a, a machine. He's, he's amazing, really. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, Fundora, yeah, he is such an interesting, a unique unicorn type of uh character in boxing, given his size and him fighting yeah. at middleweight. It always looks so weird seeing him in there, uh, you know. But yeah, man, it's... is he he's he's built of some different stuff because he doesn't even use his size in the way that you would think. He's just about yeah. getting in there and banging it out in any by any means, you know. Yeah, he's not like Paul Williams, really. He's more like uh, Tommy Ernst, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, was yeah. A, uh, a welterweight or a super welterweight, yeah, towering above everybody. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So for yeah, Dora, really, you look good. Yeah, I really like his fighting style. Definitely, 
very entertaining and very effective mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. And this is a solid win for I'm actually working on a video for YouTube on Sebastian Fendora. Just you know, tapping into a modern fighter because I've been doing a lot on the older fighters. <laughs> Yeah, I've been his, doing a lot of the last thing, yeah, his last thing definitely suits him. He's a fun Dora. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun to Dora. watch, Dora. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got you there. Yeah, he's uh I think he's a major player there at 154 pounds. So I yeah. say oh yeah, we were chatting about this. I say watch out everyone, whether you're Jamel Charlo, uh, Brian Castano. Uh, Julian, uh, Julian the Rock. What is his last name? I can't think of his name. Williams. So Williams, cool. yes, Williams. Yeah. Julian Williams, whomever is considered a top 140, uh, 54 pounder. I think that Fandora has uh, shown that man, he's going to be a tough outing. Now there was a breakthrough with Lubin. Um, of course, he was able to knock Fandora down. But man, he had to take a ton of punishment to be able to do that. And his face was grotesquely swollen. So I thought it was a very good yeah. stoppage. <laughs> and that's when you need yeah, corners Lubin. to step in for those types of situations. Yeah, Lubin is perhaps the more like a harder puncher when it comes to single yeah. punches, you know, being yeah, being able to hurt 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 you more with single punches, but uh Udora is a like very effective uh, volume puncher, of course, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of like Margarito, you know those guys, Antonio oh, Margarito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in that way, yeah, he's not much like Hearns because Hearns was he could really easily knock you out with one, you know, punch yeah. with the right hand, especially. Yeah. <laughs> Over so, right. Yeah, just boom. Like a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, I've been looking into some of Fandora's uh, fights, you know, of course, because I'm making a video, and I had seen uh, a number of them. So there is a way to get to them, um, but you know, part of it, you're going to have to take some punishment, and you can be a guy who could potentially outbox them if you were able to stay away yeah. from them for the entire fight, which is hard to do for the majority yeah. of fighters uh, to stay away the entire fight when you got a guy who's stalking in, who is a volume puncher the way that he is, which mm. is why it was tough to uh, take out Margarito for some. So yeah. he, he can be, I uh, feel, be defeated. Uh, he had this fight with this guy by the name of Jermonte Clark that was a split draw, and Clark seemingly outlanded him, uh, or by comfy box points, he did. Um, but um, he was landing a lot of uh, sort of single punches. Uh, that's what I think helped him out in, in spurts or whatever. And he would try to mix in some combinations. And he, he had some big stuff that looked good to the judges' eyes. But he also was taking some shots as well. But he was moving, basically moving around the, the entirety of the fight. Um, and he was hurt. Uh, he got hurt in one of the rounds and was about to go down. But he pulled uh, Fandora down with him. So... Uh, so I think, yeah, it just takes, yeah, you got to be dialed in the entire fight for 12 rounds at this point, if you're going to beat, uh, Fandora. So we'll see yeah. how he does. Yeah. I mean, nobody will have an easy time beating him. No way. 
Yeah. And so uh, also on this card was uh, Tony Harrison, Tony the Tiger. He yeah. beat Sergio Garcia, who was <laughs> another uh, fighter from Spain who was pretty solid. You know, he's not like um, – well, he's solid fundamentally. He didn't. He's not like a athletic guy or whatever. Just yeah. solid fundamentals, and he fought. A, he's had a number of fights. He's a thirty plus fight uh, veteran, you know, in that sense. But he just didn't right. have doesn't have any sort of extra nothing flashy or splashy about him. So Harrison yeah. was able to uh, outbox him over the course of the ten rounds that they fought. Right. Mm. And then uh, Ryan Garcia defeated Emmanuel Tago in his uh, return bout. So oh, Ryan yeah, Garcia. Right. I think I saw also some kind of, but there that was like highlights from each round. So it was almost like I watched the whole fight, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that Ryan was really, really dominant. But uh, you know, he's that guy from he's from Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, tough as hell, you know, those guys. So he he lasted the, the distance, and yeah, uh, you know, he was dropped, I believe, in the I don't know, third round or something. Second, yeah, yeah, so, Brian was trying to get a, get to him, he was trying to take him out. It was tough to, uh, yeah, sustain it for the entirety of the fight, yeah. And that guy even kind of came back towards the end and landed some good punches at Tagore. Tagore, how we oh, yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he showed so, some great about him, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, he, of course, clearly lost, really clearly. Like, yeah. Yeah. 11 I mean, rounds to one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, I thought Ryan Garcia looked uh pretty good coming back from uh his layoff and everything and i think yeah, yeah he he's one of the top 135 pounders and uh, I, I, I truly feel that way now um i know early on you know i think myself i know a lot of others might have questioned like how good is he i think he's, he's definitely one of the best that is out there yeah. at 135 so he'd be a challenge for all and uh i'd make him a favorite over some of the guys interestingly enough that others may think uh would beat him so hopefully yeah. ryan can keep his uh head together he's got joe goosen as a trainer who i like joe goosen i think joe, he's a very good uh, uh, trainer yeah he's a excellent trainer <laughs> yeah i mean ryan really can punch and he's got a really good uh Punching accuracy and all that, and uh, punch is pretty good from different angles. Also, I would say, and yeah, that's pretty much his specialty. What he does is punch, punch, and yeah. knock out mostly knock out people. So he's good at that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So yeah, we'll see how he does. Marlene Esparza beat. Uh, this Japanese fighter Fujioka, and and she could potentially face off against uh, her rival Siniesta, um I didn't Sinesta, see Estrada. Yeah, but yeah, it was a uh, as far as a one, it was a decision. Um, a UD, as a matter of fact, but uh, the uh, person she was taking on the Japanese lady. This is probably her last fight. She said she was going to retire uh, prior to the fight, at least. If she lost her belt, which she did, because she was like 45 or something like that. 
Um, right. But she, you know, she was bringing it. Uh, but yeah, she was outclassed uh, by Esparza in some regards. But also on that card, Gabriel Rosado took on Shane Mosley Jr. And Shane Mosley yeah. Jr. pulled off the majority decision win. It should have been a unanimous decision. The judges were crazy. Uh, but yeah, yeah Mosley <laughs> Jr. pretty much uh, dominated the fight. And Rosado, he was looking for that one shot, but he was never able to land it. Yeah, he's uh, about, I mean, it's about time for him to retire, I would say. He's like 36 or almost yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. So, he is, I think, 36. Yeah, he lost just too many fights and has been in too many wars and so on. There's no real reason for him except maybe the love of the sport, but that, that yeah. he should rather take on, you know, lesser fighters, you know. Yeah. Who he knows he can beat, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think maybe that uh, knockout he got over Beck the Bully uh, kind of yeah. added a new spark or a new, little bit new flavor to his career. So he's Probably, keeping on. Yeah. yeah, most likely it is. That's what's so dangerous. You know, they get one, yeah. one, one more victory like that and they say, oh, no, well, maybe I'm not so finished after all. And I can challenge, still challenge the best guys, and then they get, you know, destroyed. Yeah, yeah he took a lot of punishment against uh, Jaime Munguia, uh, yeah. even though he, he was able to last it. That's entirety. our boy. <laughs> Jaime Munguia. Jaime, yeah, it was, it was a dominant. Um, so Gotta he, love that kid. <laughs> I really love that kid. He can yeah. fight. Yeah, he can. And you and you've seen him get better as he's uh continued to grow in the sport. So yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's had a few tough fights, you know, with Spike with Sullivan and and uh yeah, those yeah, guys, regardless so. regardless of what people try to say, he's not the type that has uh ducked anyone. He's looking no, ready. he was looking to fight uh Golovkin back when Golovkin was still a beast, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would ever, like, uh, duck or run from anyone. He, uh, he's, like, 39 and old, I believe now, right? 39 and old. Yeah, 39 and old. Yeah, I was just pulling him up. 31 That's KOs. not bad <laughs> at all. He's only 25, so, yeah, he's, like, yeah. he and he's Maybe. continually gotten better, you know? Yeah, and I believe he can really go on to be a, you know, a Hall of Famer, and he can maybe he'll break that record, go like fifteen and at least. Yeah, he, he certainly has the yeah. potential. So yeah, he yeah. fought. He beat Demetrius Ballard in on February nineteenth. That's the guy out of this area. I was watching it, um, but uh, Mungia didn't take any damage, so I'd imagine he's probably ready to go right now. You know what I'm. If right. a, a fight aligns uh, or, or something gets lined up, uh, he because mm. of how that fight went, yeah, he I believe he's probably ready now. You know, we'll see. Yeah, and Jermel Charles versus Castan. Well, we can talk about it another time. We already wasted a lot of time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermel, yeah, it's gonna Those be. Uh, 
Argentinian guys, they are really tough, man. Oh. <laughs> they, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they fight. fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are. You never know. Sometimes you get some who who pop up who don't have that name. Uh, yeah. Then it turns out, like, oh, yeah, this guy's been floating <laughs> under the radar, you know? Yeah. It was like, oh, oh I, I messed up. I never should have fought this guy. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are always the eye-opening ones right there. Just like the box of I, I believe what the that's what Jermel was thinking by like around uh, 10 or 11. Like, oh, why did I fight this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting, yeah, to see how he looks in this fight. How both of them look now that they, they've known each other for you know, uh, 36 minutes uh, in there. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see who takes control. And then Jamal is going to take uh, Masih Sek- Seluki. Suletsky, sure. yeah. Suletsky, yes, yeah. Who oh, yeah. is uh, a decent opponent. Decent opponent. For yeah. Sure. He is, but he's kind of not quite uh, delivered in his last fights always, but... Uh... He does, does have some good wins, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like this is a Hugo mandatory. Sant- yeah, Hugo Santino Jr., he stopped him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, beat a few other guys that were kind of, you know, going towards the the, the end of their you know, prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he's lost to Andre and, uh, of course, um, yeah. Danny Jacobs. So he's like sort of one of those budding guys. It'll be a good test, but it apparently is a mandatory. Um, so uh, we'll see how Jamal looks. But of course, we want to see Jamal against like David Benavidez. They seem to have some chatter, and apparently they were the teams were fighting with each other yeah. in the middle of uh, the pay per view <laughs> last night. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> During the Gamboa yeah. versus Cruz fight, there was a lot of commotion. I only caught a little bit from the back end. The camera didn't go to it, mm. of course. But uh, apparently, from what I was reading on social media, the Charlo and Benavidez teams were going at it with each other in some capacity. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it keeps happening recently in boxing. I don't know what's wrong, but there's, <laughs> there has been several such uh, clashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, that leads to us actually getting the fight. If they get past their opponents, uh, of course, Benavidez is taking on David Lemieux, who is now 168-pounders. He apparently has two fights under his belt. Uh, But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty easy fight, I guess, for uh, Benavidez. Yeah, if you um, look at styles or whatever. I mean, he's not... Well, Lemieux is rather undersized, super middleweight, and he's now, you know, at the end of his uh, yeah, career, his last leg, I would say. So yeah. I don't think he can do anything really <laughs> to win. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, in, in Lemieux's biggest moments, his biggest fights, he hasn't quite lived up to the billing, even though he's very good. Is that his biggest yeah. fights? Yeah, he kind of falls short, uh, but I think uh, probably yeah. I mean, when you get stopped, yeah, for most likely in eight, eight, nine rounds, maybe even sooner. Maybe I don't know what. 
Yeah, his only chance is going to be able to catch uh, Benavidez with something big, which uh, yeah, is an if you know, a big if you know, if, if he's able. Yeah, to of course, you never know for sure, but <laughs> the chance is small, of course. Mm-hmm. LMU can really do that, but you never know, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Michaela Mayer, Santa, uh, Savannah Marshall got wins. Uh, so, yeah, we kind of covered a lot of uh, what had transpired over the... Sure did. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, time is uh, of the essence in some sense. We'll have to set up something to discuss some of these other ones here in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> good to go. Yeah, we have good fights uh, coming up this weekend. So, um, yeah. yeah, we'll 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 talk about that stuff here thank, to tell in. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, with that, of course, Slavin, as always, it's always good to uh, get on here and chat about the latest and greatest. So, until yeah, next time. Same. Yeah, staying here, sure. always a pleasure. All right. Have a good All one. Right. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to. Because you can do it. If you have the right tools. And a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us. Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop. But you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.